Coming to you from the breakfast taco capital of the world. It's the most unique hour of sports talk streaming worldwide. Worldwide. And beyond. And beyond. Live from the Alamo City, it's the Two Shots Podcast, hosted by Joe Garcia. Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be joined by... A very special guest. We're going to be joined by the OG himself, the one and only Jeff Garcia. Jeff, how's it going? I'm doing great. Good to be home finally after about three years. Stupid pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good to visit with family, more importantly, than friends after that. So far, so good. It's been one week back home. Um, I know you're going to introduce your guest in a few minutes, but Rudy, I, I can't handle my San Antonio food anymore. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's preaching to the choir, Rudy. He is, man. He is. I, you know, oh, I had two breakfast tacos, and that I was done for the day. Like, you wouldn't I, have survived because at work they ordered four hundred tacos for oh, everybody. Oh, and man. I went to the break room to to warm up my hamburger patty that I had for lunch, and I'm like, oh my! You God. didn't lick the tortilla. Back right? in your day, could you handle that? Four hundred tacos? No, not four hundred. I was going like, to say, God, I, like like a good amount. Uh, I used to kill. Six to seven tacos. You're usually. looking slim, dude. I, yeah, I, slim. I feel yeah. slim. You're looking really good. Two X shirt and it's feeling big. So good for I'm, you. I'm, good. For I gotta I'm get next. to. Uh, I gotta next. get to the. Uh, Joe, you're next. I'm next. I'm gonna follow Rudy's suit, <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> well, start losing weight. Well, well, Joe, Aunt May, she likes them thick. No, she does. She Happy, does. Hogan. Happy Hogan yeah. with, two like thick? <laughs> 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 with two C's. <laughs> Well, if Aunt May really does like them thick, then I'm doing the wrong thing. I gotta get back into the taco <laughs> groove and stuff. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get myself to be a healthy fluffy. Let's put it there like you that. Go. By the, by the way, uh, I've 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 met Joe in person many times. It's like another time, but but it's yeah. the first time I'm meeting you in person. In person, yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'm can really see see that you really lost weight. Now we talk about it on Lockdown Spurs. Yeah, but I guess I mean, in wow, person it's, now. in person it's stunning. I would say like, camera adds 100 pounds, but it, we're not on camera half the time. It, it, it really does, because when I'm on Ken's and they do the camera on me, yeah. I look at myself. I'm like, that's not how I look. There's no way I look like that. Yeah, that yeah. can be true. Jeff, so you all you need to use the filter, man. You need to use the, the slimming filter. filter. I know. I, I, yeah, exactly. But no, it's good. Thank you, Joe, for the invite to your house. Yeah. Your your impressive studio, by the way. Can I, oh, can I talk about it? Yeah, yeah go very ahead. Impressive. Very man cave-ish here. By the way, can I break and destroy that stormtrooper over there? Because it's from the <laughs> that I do not like. Yeah, I know, but it's just a stormtrooper. It's not like Ray or Kylo Ren. I guess it's just a stormtrooper. Yeah, you can't really hate on the stormtroopers. I mean, I, the OG stormtroopers are the best, but any, I guess any stormtrooper, whether new trilogy, old trilogy, is still good to me. I mean, I, I yeah, the designs of the armor is good. I, yeah, I, this one looked like he had a frog face. <laughs> <laughs> it does. They try to they try to update the look, and it just yeah. yeah. It does. It does. It does. I can't. I can't lie about that. It yeah. does. So now let me introduce our guest. The other in studio guest that Woo-hoo! we have. Oh man, is going to be none other than the prodigal son. The prodigal son. Yeah. Rudy Campos Jr. has returned I, to I, two shots. 
I am uh, blessed to be in front of two of my mentors from day one. So day one. first time uh, meeting Jeff in person, I, I figured by now he'd slap the shit out of me for some of the stuff that I said, <laughs> but he's not. So well, we still got to Twitter, we still I, gotta get through it. According to Twitter, I have well, to. Are we going to make I, this I'm, a rated R podcast this. now? <laughs> <laughs> I think we get Jeff in trouble. We we try to do yeah, it as a I like my throwback. Rated R. <laughs> <laughs> my job <at> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can't go throwback rated R because then Jeff will never talk to me or invite me to Los ever, ever again. Yeah, so, no, we we want to. By the way, you're, you're on Los job. the next one. What's that? You're on the next Los. I, I am. Well, I don't know when you're airing this, Joe, but if you're airing it tonight, then it's tomorrow or whenever you're ready. You were on the most. It's probably going to go on I'll, early in the morning tomorrow. All right. Well, then you're on the one that tomorrow. Then, I will the one, be on yeah. the one that comes yeah. out. Yeah, that double day. episodes. I'm going to say, how did he do that? By the way, I'm going to give you a little tease right now, Rudy. We tried our. I'm sorry, uh, Joe. We tried our best. <laughs> to try to think of positives of the season. Oh so, man, y'all was... should have had some drinks if you're going to be trying to <laughs> look for positives. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think we did a good job. I'm positive we can do two recordings in one hour because that's what we did. Pretty yeah. much. I, yeah. <laughs> Joe, pretend to be shocked. Ready? Yeah. I had tech issues. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the normal. First time he's had tech issues with me. Yeah, that's my first time with uh, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, first time he's used to it, dude. Like yeah. sometimes yeah. he'll just. I like the time he brought the new mic. This mic is trash. Oh, Joe. that it's was horrible. A, I can't wait to write. <laughs> I was I was getting mad at Joe so much because he <laughs> recommended the mic to me. Yeah, he showed me the link. Uh, and usually, whatever he, you know, you know how he is with the tech stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty on point. I bought it same day. I was so happy. <laughs> Get it? I hated it for a week. Can't hear. Nothing. I can't hear anything, Joe. What did you try to sell me on? A lemon here. What am I doing wrong? Look at box. Oh, I'm putting the microphones backwards. <laughs> I tell him, are you talking into where the volume knob is, Jeff? Because if not, it's backwards. I was ta- I was I was recording lows for a week <laughs> with the backwards mic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Didn't realize it until I. So something called instructions that I should read. Instructions. Well, you're like me. I don't. I we're Central Catholic graduates. We don't read instructions. Know. We open yeah. the box and just get to it. We yeah. don't ever read anything. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe was very like just. Turn the knob or yeah, turn, <laughs> it around, turn it around, Jeff. Oh, now it's a great mic. So, thank oh, you. yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's a good mic, it's, but. A, it's a damn good mic. Yeah, I love it. Love it. But yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good again to see you, Joe. I, I know we went to go see a movie recently. Oh, God. We, we done. We did some Ticket 760 stuff together. Uh, Rudy, good to meet you in person finally. Same here. With man. The, 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 the legend that is Rudy Campos. In my own mind. Yeah, in yeah. my own mind. Not quite as legendary as you guys. <laughs> are are, are, are <laughs> we like delaying the inevitable to talk about the silver yeah, and black? Yeah, I think we are, but uh, we got to yeah, start yeah, getting yeah. into some of that Spurs talk, you know. And and the thing is, let's go ahead and get into something that's both. It wasn't troubling. It was something that I think needed to happen, and that was the Spurs team meeting, players meeting, mm-hmm. shall we say? So it was a players meeting, and it was headed up by Thaddeus Young, and who else was it? Devin Vassell. Devin, Devin Vassell. Vassell. So they had a players meeting and basically they were just talking with the team and they're just saying, hey, you know, we, we got to write the ship. You know, everybody's got to be on the same page. And basically it was kind of like a call out, you know, and it, I think it's something that needed to be said this early in the season because you still have time to write the ship, so to speak. You know, at this point, they know that they're they're not going to be world beaters, but they know that they are better than the product that they've put out there on the court. And I think by having this players meeting it can kind of help them kind of gel together and, and hold everyone accountable to, to play better, you know, because they are capable of playing better than the, than what they have been. 
recently. A lot of little mistakes here and there. People out of position, you know, missed assignments on defense, you know, turnovers, can't hit three-pointers, can't hit open shots. It's it's one of those seasons, you know. And at some point, I think having that players meeting is the good is the right thing to do. It's a good call because it's not coming from coach Pop, you know, or the coaching staff. This mm-hmm. is just something that's coming from the players collectively. So to me, I, I I welcomed that. You know, I was like, okay, let's see what they can go ahead and do. And what did they do? They lost to the Suns. Right. But they put forth a better effort, even though they still made the same mistakes Mm -hmm. down the stretch. But at the end of the day, you like the effort. You know, while the, the season isn't what a lot of Spurs fans had thought it would be, having that players meeting did improve the effort so to speak, even though it didn't translate to a win, but I think they're on the right path. Keep putting forth the effort and the wins will come, you know? So let's go ahead and go uh, to you, Jeff. What did you think about the players meeting? Well, I think they're probably going to have a few more in the, in the future. I really do. Um, you look, as much as you like the fact that they're rallying together, at least it's just been one game since that, yeah. since that meeting. So, you know, try not to put too much stock into it, but the schedule, you mentioned it earlier. It, it is still not going to get easy for them. They still have Atlanta, Trey Young, nine and nine, but yeah, it, it is what it is. They got Boston. They got the Wizards that have been a surprise team this year. They got Portland and they got Golden State. That's just their next few games. All teams that are above five hundred or at least at five hundred, teams that have talent that will overtake the Spurs team if they make things interesting, as we have seen yeah. throughout the throughout the season. I, I, you know, I'm glad they see that they need to, you know, get things corrected. But if anything, I like as far as an individual bas- uh, uh, point is that it's Devin Vassell's name again, taking a vocal leadership. We lo- we thought it was Dejounte. He's been doing that. We thought it was be Derek. Uh, he he told me that he was doing that. But you hear Vassell's name pop up again, taking charge of this player meeting, and. Rudy, when was the last time you saw a Spurs player call out the team? Devin Vassell did that recently when he, after they, they was lost against Minnesota, it was yeah. lost where he said something. Uh, we're not going to use the excuse anymore of we're kids. Yeah. We're not going to use the excuse anymore. You loved it. I mean, you saw that tweet. You loved it. Yeah. He says, what is this talk about vets? We have vets on here. We got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, they're, they're not all, they're all vets. We forget that John T. Murray played with Tony Parker. Yeah. Mata Ginobili, LMA, yeah. DeMar DeRozan. He, he's been around the block for a while. Oh, yeah. Derek White, to a certain degree. A year later. A year later. Derek White. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, you got uh, Thad Young. You have Jacob Pertle. Dougie McBuckets. Yeah. Even yeah. Zach Collins is not Zach playing. Collins, he's yeah. still a vet. He's been around the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rudy, I, I think it just they, they simply just comes down to this. They don't, they don't have that talent. That big name star talent. Yeah. What do you need in the league now on your team? You need at least two big names at minimum. You need you need some you need some star players, you know, and, and what I mean by a star player is you need a player that can go ahead and take over the complexion of the game. And you you know what? We're down. It's crunch time. We're gonna give you the ball and we're gonna trust that you're gonna will us to victory. But do you really need a star player only because I bring up Washington? Now you can say Bradley Beal, but what the Bradley Beal has that the Spurs don't have is scoring and massive scoring. So if you get a scorer on the Spurs, 
that instantly makes them that much better. I mean, they're already a defensive presence. Yeah. You need a guy that can actually take over a game like a Bradley Beal. He's not going to be an all-star every single year, but he's a star. You need a star on this team. DeJounte's there, but he's not that star. Yeah. So you technically don't need to get like superstar type thing. You need a guy like you're going to get in the draft. Like we were talking one time, you know, a Chet Holmgren, a Bonchero, somebody like that. To get your franchise Take over that Banchero? next, yeah, Banchero and eggs, <laughs> or Webbles and Banchero, whatever it is. Um, but you need a guy like that. And Washington's a great example. I mean, Bradley Beal's not a superstar. He's a star, but he's going to get But here's it done. the issue with that. If we go ahead and we get a high draft pick, say top five, what's going to happen with that draft pick? Are they going to go ahead and delegate him to play in the Austin G League, you know, with the Austin Spurs? But that's cons- that saying Pop is still here. I'm just saying, this is the Spurs' way. This is what they've done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They could have gotten away with doing stuff like that when they still had Timmy, Manu, Tony on the team, and a great supporting cast. They had, let's not let's forget, not forget, they had Robert Ori on the team. And they had a, a lot of other role players that could play really right. solid defense, give you solid minutes out there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and now they don't have that. So my thing is, if we're going to go ahead and get a, let's say we get a high draft pick, why delegate them to the G League? Let's see what they can go ahead and do right away. You know, I think by delegating them to the G League and putting them out there for a season, two seasons, it's doing them a disservice and it's doing the team a disservice. Because by the time you finally wind up knowing what you truly have, you wind up losing said player and free agency, but you did a great job in developing them for somebody else, you know? So to me, it's it's a waste to do that. The Spurs need to change their mindset, I think, when it comes to that, because they could have some diamonds in the rough. Look at what's going on with Primo, but mm-hmm. delegated to the G League. You know, at this point, you see the way that the, the season's going. It's trending. See what the kids got. If you, you need know? a shooter, I, I like Weisskamp. I really do well, like yeah. Weisskamp. Well, not to cut you off, but this what did we hear the last loss to um, to Phoenix? The players, the coach saying, uh, we, ha- we have the guys that sometimes they get gun shy. Yeah. You know? Primo certainly doesn't look gun shy to me, does he? No, a kid no. plays with a lot of confidence. He's always He's smiling, man. Shots. He's having fun. So if they're lacking a guy that that just wants to be the guy to take the shots... He's out in Austin right now. I mean, considering this is a podcast and, you know, it's not on actual radio, I, I can honestly say a lot of fans and even I agree, who has the balls on this team? Who wants the ball? And I know Devin does it. He grabs the DeJounte, ball. He wants to score. DeJounte. DeJounte does have it. But like you said, a lot of these guys are not trigger happy. I mean, well, they're are they? Is it because they're afraid of pop? Are you still afraid of pop now? No, I, I, I just think it's just who, their DNA. They're slashers. They're guys that aren't built for three point shooting. True, true. Um, they're trying to work with them still. If you really think about it, Joe, most of these guys, not all of them, are probably still in college. Yeah, Lonnie is probably what is senior year. He'd probably, probably be senior. senior probably year. senior year. Um. Not Derek, so you can get him out. Trey Jones, for sure. You yeah. know, yeah, he's probably still... These are a lot of college kids that came in, probably lacking a little fundamentals. You know? Yeah, and they didn't get that full... They didn't um, get that full, you know, uh, you know, four years. And I know four years nowadays is rare. You yeah. Know? I think Derek... But, but they didn't, get the, full, they didn't yeah. get the full gamut of their training. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that's, that, that's what you're seeing now, them still trying to learn the game. Take, for example, the loss to Phoenix. 
they were making an incredible charge. They cut that double figure deficit down to single. It was like five or eight points, something like that. Yeah. And what what was the sequence? Just missed shots, uh, turnovers. And then you had something so s- simple, an inbound play Phoenix did to Aiton, and Aiton just uh, laid it up. And that just killed their momentum. Yeah. So you got a bunch of guys that technically could be still in college. They're still learning the game. They're gun shy through their own admission and through Pop's admission. They're not. What did Dejounte say? They're not taking them with. We're not taking them with confidence. That's the key word yeah. right there. But is there's they a don't kid have the out confidence. there in in the G League right now that's taking them with confidence. He took over an entire second half for Austin, mm-hmm. an entire put Austin team on his back. Yeah, and led them to a win. And when he's when his when his offensive game is shot, as we saw in the third game of the G League season, he put on their back a defensive effort with a career high in the G League. Yeah. Four block shots, just being a defensive monster. So, Rudy, what do you got to lose in a season where there's not going to be any championship parade down in San Antonio? <laughs> Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Why, why are players not trigger happy? Yeah, it's not in their DNA. They're slashers. You know, they're still, you know, quote unquote young a little bit because mm-hmm. they could still a lot of growing up. But when you're in a season where you are absolutely nothing to lose. Just take the shots. Mm-hmm. Just take them, whether you make them or not. It's 50-50. Well, Pop is pleading with them to take exactly. them. Yeah, you hear them. Yeah. Exactly. Take those shots. I mean, when is the last time we've heard Pop say, all you guys, take the shots. Just take them. Take them. Take them. Take them. You normally don't get that. You always had, what, four down with Tim Duncan. Yeah. We had this. We had that. You had design plays to get certain player shots. Mm-hmm. These guys have the green light. Yeah. Take the shot. I mean, who cares if it goes in or it doesn't? I think that's what Devin Vassell is seeing as well. Yeah, and, and that's and probably why they had that meeting. And you want to know yeah. something that is just the, if you're looking at numbers. The, the Spurs are third in uh, field goal attempts, mm-hmm. so they're 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 chucking them up. Okay, they're first in field goals made. Okay, so they're making them. Problem is they're not making the right types, yeah. and that being the three point shot and of all things free throws. They're yeah. one of the worst teams in the league at free throws. Isn't that like year in, year out for this team? I mean, it just seems like we've always had bad free throw shooting teams. And I thought the whole point of bringing in McDermott and Forrest was to correct the three-point shooting. Guess what? As of this recording, they're 29th in three-point attempts. Yeah, They're yeah. at the bottom again. So, And Pop is recognizing the fact that they lack three-point shooting. What did he say after the, the loss to Phoenix? 44% to 25%. There's it is a ball game. And that's really what it's come down to. No. Free throws, three-point shooting, uh, taking them with confidence, and just development. You, you, you're you seeing Kelton Johnson still working with Chip England. Um, DeJounte, at least he's trying. But Lonnie Walker, I think I think he's gone two for 22. Yeah, yeah the, man. Before, I, think, yeah. I think at this point in time, it's safe to say the Lonnie Walker experiment is a fail. Oof. You're already there, huh? I'm already there, man. I mean, I'm this, not there this was yet. I'm close though. This was the kid's year to shine. You know, he had every opportunity because he's getting the minutes. And you've seen what he's done with those minutes thus far into the season. At this point, unless the kid has a miraculous turnaround, I'm done. And I think the Spurs are as well. If he doesn't do something dramatic, they're going to wind up parting ways with him. You know, is it the player? And I, I, I'm agreeing with you on that to a certain extent. I've, I've kind of let go on the Lonnie Reigns slowly but surely throughout the years. But it goes back. I mean, that much talent on a for a player. Tons of athleticism. Athleticism. Is it the system? 
Hmm. Is it the system? Maybe it's the way the utilization is of the actual player, you know? And when you're looking at what the Spurs do from an offensive perspective, you have to have players that play well within that system. And again, as you're alluding to, is it the system or is it the player? You know, look at what's going on with Luka Samanić. You know, we went ahead, just released the kit. Then you look and see what he's doing over there with the New York Knicks G League team. He's looking okay, but is that going to translate well into a real NBA uh, scenario, NBA game scenario? I don't know. Very still out on him. You have more draft picks that end up not working out than you do actually working out. Well, perfect example, too. Let's go ahead and look at slow-mo Kyle Anderson. You know, he look at seeing what he did here with the San Antonio Spurs. He was very methodical, not very quick, you know, hence the name mm-hmm. slow-mo. But he did a lot of these other little things that go unnoticed, you know. Mm-hmm. And now look at what and see you go and see what he's doing with the Memphis Grizzlies. He's a solid addition there. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to have him back, you know, but we just couldn't afford him. Or we could, but the Spurs just didn't want to pull the trigger because what if for whatever reason they, they want to. And Hang on a, to the team they got. They, it's not we a like knock the on team pop. we had. Yeah, it, it's not a knock on pop. No. I mean, we know pop coaching is you know great, and I, I got something later for both of you guys, and I'd love to talk about this on the podcast later in a little while. But it's not pop necessarily. When I say the system, I think the Spurs system is we only have ideas for certain types of players, and stop me if I'm wrong, but they worry more about the character of a player than the actual talent of a player. And I think that's what affects. He's a good player, but is he good with the community? Is he going to cause trouble? Is he going to cause havoc? I think they've been traumatized by the Dennis Rodman syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis Rodman was a baller, man. He was out there doing his thing. Kawhi didn't help either. Well, I mean, he didn't help either. (laughs) But again, he wasn't bad until all that stuff started happening. Yeah. But I think... think I have a feeling behind the scenes it's more of a character thing. We're so used to being the good guys that we can't have a badass walk through the door. No. And that's what you need in this league now. In a league full of guys that are soft, a la LeBron recently, you need a badass to walk through that door. And we don't have that. You need a dog, man. Jock Landell is a good guy. He's a badass, I'm sure. But he's still raw, man. I mean, he doesn't know the NBA game. We don't have a badass. So what do you team. want? You want to... Do you want Rudy, them to Rudy, go after Rudy some wants enforcers? Some nasty. He wants oh. some enforcers. Yeah, he wants some nasty. I, I'm past the nasty part. It's triple X time is what we uh, need. So on you, this you, want, <laughs> you want Robert Ory hip-checking Steve Nash. You want some yeah. Bruce Bowen laying waste to people. I'd get more out of that than seeing guys just you know, continue to try and try and try it, 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 and get bullied. DeJounte has a little bit of that in him. We've seen him, we've seen him stand up to James Harden, yeah. um, get into a couple guys' faces before. Um Keldon, I think I saw it once last year. Uh, I think the scrap was about to happen, and you saw him just kind of throw himself in there. Yeah. But all in all, no. I mean, you you look. Circling back to to uh, Lonnie Walker here, he's shooting a uh, career low twenty eight percent from the three line right now. Is this yeah. uh, is this uh, recording? Uh, and uh, yeah, he's taken eighty nine threes so far this season. He's made twenty five. Yeah. So the shot's not falling in a league where you need three point shooting. And the and the Spurs addressed it supposedly with McDermott. Now McDermott, you know, did you give him a little bit of a pass? He he's been injured hit already. He got hit once. Now he got hit again. Yeah, but the problem with McDermott is that they don't play him in the fourth quarter. Well, 
T word. <laughs> I mean, Devin Vassell seems to vanish in the fourth quarter too. McDermott seems to vanish. Well, not I mean, not literally on the, well, on the I mean, court. You're I mean, paying like, the guy an he's awful not lot on the of court. money. You're paying him an awful lot of money not to play in the fourth quarter. To me, that's a head scratch. And and and, and yeah. Rudy, I, I thought they brought in Bryn, Bryn Forbes for three point shooting. What happened to that guy? I figured Bryn was the replacement for Patty Mills. That role right there, come in off Man, the bench, knock down some shots. We should have just kept Patty. It, I think, I, that, I think that was a Patty thing. I think Patty wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. he didn't sign up for a rebuild, man. Yeah, I, the Bryn Forbes project didn't work out when he was here the first time. It doesn't seem to be working out the second time. I still scratch my head over that. It makes sense because he's a shooter, but what good are you as a shooter if you're not making your shots? It's probably he looks shooters. he looks even worse. I think because of the plethora of talent that we have on this team. You well, know, he's shooting about forty percent right now from the three line. He's taking thirty-seven threes. He's made, excuse me, fifteen of them. He's just, um, you know, I, you know, if three-point shooting needs to address, then man, give him more touches. If it's really down to that. Let's look at the last few games uh, from the three line against Phoenix, zero for one against Minnesota, zero for one against the Clippers, zero for one against the Lakers, zero for one against Dallas, 0, one for two. That's that's reinforced right there. I think. If we want to address it, I mean, dare I say, give him more touches, Joe, or take oh. more shots. The yeah. one that's take getting, it upon the yourself. one that's getting a ton of touches right now is Dejounte. I think he has the most touches out of all the players right now. He's their best player right now. Yeah, I mean, they got obviously. No when Pop says, "I wish he can play forty-eight minutes," that tells you a lot of what he really thinks about the roster. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't trusting them. That's basically yeah. what it says. You know, at this point, it's just. They need to wind up figuring this out. They need to stop being so tentative, be more assertive, be more confident, and take these shots. You see a lot of sometimes these passes that they make, these decisions that they make when they're wide open, and then they just, I'm just going to pass the ball. You were wide open. Why did you defer? You know, take well, the shot. Well, uh, DeJounte did talk about that in the last Yeah, saying, don't like, defer. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're gun shy. We're passing it around. Like, you take it, you take it, you take it. Uh, Again, I think they just don't have the three-point shooters in them. They're not they're that. You know, well, I mean, stop trying to be a three-point shooting team. Okay, fine. You know? and, and guess what? <laughs> they lead the uh, league in two-point uh, frequency. They love to go for the two-point shot. But this is not the league anymore. It's not the league anymore. It's the three-point shooting. Yeah, team. well, if you want to be able to keep up with the Joneses, you need to spend the money. Well, you know, look at Keldon Johnson. Yeah. He, he, you know, how, how often do you see him just defer to being a charging bull, you know, and, and just not. I mean, defenses sag on him. I, you know, before he got fired, uh, Luke Walton and I, we spoke about Keldon Johnson and he, he had told me, you know, hey, we plan for him. And this is our plan. Let him take the shot. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's how simple it is. At least attempt to slow him down. You know, credit uh, Keldon. I mean, Rudy, you brought this up before. Um, he's he is the second leading scorer for the team. You know, he, he's doing okay, but again, you have a guy who is not prone to the three point shot. Lonnie Walker. He likes to use his explosiveness, his athleticism, to get to the rim. Dejounte, the same thing too. Devin shows signs that he's willing to take them, and I like that out of him. I think his future is bright, by the way. I think a a change needs to be made in that starting lineup. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys what you all think. But they need to go ahead and stop with DeJounte and Derek. Obviously, that tandem isn't working. It's two point guards. Yeah, two point guards, and their their styles are contrasting. They're just not playing well together. 
maybe they had in the past, but for whatever reason now, you know, in the absence of, you know, true veteran leadership out there, they're, they're just not clicking, so to speak. So what I think needs to happen is that they need to go ahead and defer and take Derek and put him at the, with the second unit and let him kind of lead that second unit, get Devin Vassell and put him in that starting lineup. I think that gives more balance to the Spurs. Devin is proven that he has the leadership qualities. He's a better defender and he has a great, great shot, you know, and he makes good decisions with the ball. I think by putting him in that starting lineup, it gives the Spurs more balance offensively and defensively Mm -hmm. and possibly even gives them the opportunity to hopefully, uh, you know, stay close with the other teams and maybe even get a win. You know, I think it makes them more competitive overall. Uh, Thoughts, Rudy? Everybody's hung up on Derek White because of what he did in Denver series a few playoffs back. They're still hung up on that. Like hung hung up on Lonnie's uh, game against Houston Houston. Yeah, Yeah. years and years. They're like, oh, this and this. You got to remember, DeJounte was out during that Denver series. You didn't play DeJounte and Derek together in that series. This project has never worked from the beginning. Both point guards, DeJounte and Derek, point guards. One has to be off the floor while the other is on the floor. That's the way it works. If it doesn't, if you want to do that, get rid of one. You have Trey Jones still as well, but it doesn't work. I agree with the Devin Vassell insertion uh, for the starting five because it will be balanced. Yeah. I mean, he you can actually get a lead built quicker. You can actually be a better defensive team that way for sure. I think Devin Vassell in the starting five is it needs to be done asap. Here's here's my answer to that, uh, Joe. Why not? Why not? What do you got to lose again? What do you got to lose with just trying it out? If it works, great. If it doesn't, great. Guess what? He can go back to the bench and you can just continue. I think really to rack up the L's because I sure do love me some ping pong balls. <laughs> I think really at the end of the day, what it boils down to is is Coach Pop is kind of tentative. He's He's afraid, actually, I think, of messing with the second unit because let's face it, the bench hasn't been very good, you know, and. If he makes changes to that, they could even decline even more. So what is that going to say when you have your starters come off the floor and you put in that second unit and immediately you're already behind it, you know, because they're going to wind up making a lot of mistakes. They can't really gel together offensively. They can't knock knock down shots. Is that going to put you behind that eight ball and leave you at a deficit, you know, even in an even further deficit? Versus what you have right now. I think it's it's hard for the coaching staff to really try to make that change. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to be forced to do something because the schedule that's coming up in the month of December. It's still tough. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically, what the Spurs are looking at is maybe no wins in the month of December. You know, they're going to be really hard to come by. You can't even say nowadays... Oh, this team is horrible. This should be an easy win for the, the San Antonio Spurs. They should get the W. They should get the uh, W. I don't know. We don't <laughs> know. That would be the night Rudy uh, Sangoon goes for 50. Oh, yeah. Or something like that happens. Oh, yeah. No, that'll happen. You know, Monte Ginobili, greatest six men in Spurs history by far. One of the greatest six men in NBA history overall. Could he have been a starter? All day. Yeah, all day. All day a starter. But... One thing that people don't realize, too, is that, yeah, he came off the bench with the second unit. Why? Because he's able to be that player. He can lead that second unit. What happens when you bring in the second unit from the other team? They're not starters. You're putting a starter against 
second unit, basically. Yeah. Derek White going to this bench, coming off of the as a six man, perfect. You're getting a starter against a second unit. It's that has win all over that situation. Yeah. You got something's got to be done ASAP. I'm not saying Derek White's Mount Ginobili, but I mean basically, if you want to get him going, bring him off the pine, let him run that second unit. I guarantee you, it'll work a lot better, in my opinion. Here's something to think about Derek White. If you look at his career trajectory, every year he gets worse from the field. Mm-hmm. Every year he gets worse from the field. Oh yeah. Now you had a new wrinkle. He's getting injury. Well, at least last season he was injury prone. So far this season, so good. He hasn't gotten hurt. But do, do you think that he's hit his peak? Yeah, I did a couple of years, actually yeah. a year ago. So I feel that way. Derek White. Yeah. yeah, I do. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get leaps and bounds anymore from Derek. I think we're getting all we can. Maybe you'll get a little bit more, like when you squeeze a sponge all the way and it still has a little <laughs> bit left in there. You'll still get a little bit more, but I think we're seeing exactly what we're going to get. Are you from trying there. to get that last squirt of the Valentina hot sauce <laughs> out of the bottle, yeah. you know, put on well, your taco? Well, defensively, that's okay, because defensively, he's still... He's a monster defensively. He's still good. Yeah. Just offensively, Perfect. I think you think uh, Spurs fans should temper expectations. I mean, look, he's he's rebounded well since having that horrid, that horrid stretch of games. Mm-hmm. He had like 19 points, I think, against Phoenix, so that yay. You know, but what did we tell the fans before the season started, Jeff? What's that? Didn't we? Didn't all of us collectively say you need to kind of lower your expectations when going into this oh, coming oh, season? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's Absolutely. like there a lot of the fans are kind of looking at each other and wondering how come this team looks this bad? Why are they this bad this early in the season? Tank. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a tank job. It's like. We knew this was going to happen. I think it is a tank. You know, I don't know, man. You know, I, I heard you, Michael. Michael Jimenez. I'm going to call him out. Probably right Joe now. Ryan Angle didn't hear You know, this. I heard what he said out there. He goes, Oh, did the Spurs tank that season that they got Duncan? I, I don't think, think they, they tanked, dude. I think they did. No. I think they, they were did. kind of in the same situation they're in now. You know, well, they didn't great, have. Man. Let history repeat itself. Get number one. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they didn't have David Robinson. Sean Elliott was hurt that year. They winded up getting a Dominique Wilkins who was playing overseas. I don't understand. You're saying they didn't tank? I don't think they tanked. I just thought that they just were not a very good team. Well, without David Robinson getting hurt, if Robinson doesn't get hurt, Tim Duncan does never wear the silver and black. Exactly. True enough. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I doubt if they did try to tank. I just think that they just weren't very good. You know, I, I see where people might think they're tanking because if they're in games, how come Pop doesn't try to out their best players? Yeah. At the end of the game, you know, that. Devin Vassell is on the bench. McDermott I think, I is think on that's the, bench. the consensus. And it's not just amongst the fans. I think other people are looking at him because you hear the same thing being talked about along some of the media outlets. You know, uh, you look at the big four letter networks and you're looking at your Fox Sports networks and everybody else that covers, you know, basketball. And, and they have the same questions. They have the same discussions. You know, why aren't they making changes? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? And at the end of the day, it all boils down to the coaching staff. So why, why are they letting a kid in, lay, say, in Austin instead of San Antonio, who can help you exactly. address a need they need right now outside shooting? Again, just signs that they possibly could be. But you hear the argument on the flip side of that too, because add it, more ping pong balls. This is the way. thing that you hear on the flip side of that. You hear Spurs fans say, "Well, if they go ahead and call up Primo and Wieskamp." 
what are they going to wind up doing? They're probably just going to wind up sitting on the bench. They're not going to get a lot of minutes. They're kind of going to go to waste. They'd rather see him play in the Austin with the Austin Spurs over in the G League. And, you know, they they look exciting out there. You know, they're balling. They're getting minutes. They're playing against some other players, you know, some talent out there. But at the end of the day, that's not NBA-level talent, you know? It's, it's, it's semi-pro. Yeah, it's we, what you're, we, you're playing we, against. We talked about that on Lockdown Spurs. Yeah. Was, by the time you listen to this, it's already out already. But where we said that was one of the positives about this season, that you're seeing a promising player. Yeah. But not at the NBA level. What if the kid can ball? You know, what if you, you let him play? You give him some minutes. But the reverse of that, too. What if he can ball against summer league, G League talent? But he can't ball against. NBA but what if talent. he can ball against some great talent that's, out that's there? That's great. That's my know? point. Then just yeah. bring him back. Then just call him up. And yeah. Hence the whole. If you see your lack of outside shooting, and you have a kid that at least has shown the capability of he ain't gun shy. That, he ain't gun shy. Why are you letting him stay in Austin? He's shooting a hundred percent from the field. Yeah, it's three for three, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, it, do we know something about Primo that are we not so sure? They want to guarantee a losing season before they call him up. What if he's a difference maker and you start to get wins? Oh, right. Ping pong balls. Less and then, oh, less and less ping pong yeah. balls. Oh, shit. What are we doing? You know, I think, I honestly, after thinking and talking to Jeff earlier, I, I started to think more. The team we see is a team that's going to be the same throughout the whole year. I see no trades being made. Yeah. Dad Young maybe, will be a spur to the end. Maybe that. Maybe that. But I think more than anything, they'll I probably release like that. Him. I actually like that. I think they'll release oh, oh, yeah, the him to where he can go yeah. to another team at the end of the year. But I think the team we have now is a team that's going to stay. I think it's. I, I'm not going to say it's tankathon at all, but I will say that the future starts now. It's I'm going to tell you like this: if <laughs> We reach the month of December, the end of December, and they don't have any wins. By the All Star break, if this team doesn't have at least ten wins, break. I'm saying, I'm just telling you guys, if they don't have at least 10, 15 wins by the All Star break, you know what? If Pop comes shut up it short, down, comes up short of that record, and he comes back one more year to get. Oh, we'll come back one more year. You know, come back one more year, coach. So the Pop. worst year, the, the this year compares to the year Robinson got hurt. We got Duncan the next year, right? Yeah, record wise. Yeah. So this apparently, actually, Bob Hill was blamed for that year. Yeah, and they fired him, <laughs> even though it wasn't Bob Hill's fault. Nope. Maybe Coach Pop so just wanted to coach. Is man? Pop gonna look in the mirror and say, "You're fired"? Becky's gonna fire him. <laughs> Becky fire him. Yeah. yeah. Something like she's that. like, she's like, I'm your sheriff now. <laughs> well, this is the uh, second worst start to the Spurs season in their franchise history. Uh, it officially is, and um, you're looking at a team. It's, it's like we have to do this thing for the Lockdown Network. After every game, we have to record these like instant one minute reactions, right? Oh no. So we have to. So this is what I this this and this goes back to what Rudy was saying earlier. The last one I did. I just said, I told the listeners, I said, just play this every game. I don't have to record a new one yeah, every game. Copy and paste. Just copy, paste this, <laughs> and that's exactly what you're going to hear. Do, you, know, you know, listeners to Two Shots right now, have, have some fun with this. Uh, play bingo. Who, who's going to call? Who's going to say competitive? I'm proud of them. The worm will turn. They're young. We're going to get there. That's what you're going to hear throughout the entire season if, mm-hmm. if they're trending this way. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Just put it on loop. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a, a tough season. 
You know, let's mm-hmm. put it like that. It's it's going to be like I said, even coming be- even before the season started. It's a season of growth. What you really need to look for is the growth of the individual players that are on this particular team. More importantly, look at the growth of your young core. Mm-hmm. They're like I told Rudy and I told you and everybody else. In order for the team to grow, it's going to have to hurt. You know, the losing's oh, going to have to hurt. Yeah, these are the green pains. It's going to make you a, a better player eventually. You know, but you have to go through these growing pains. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this happen in years past before we even had David right. Robinson. The team just wasn't very good. Yeah, there's certain things that I, I wish Pop would do. I'm hoping he will do. One, and I really don't like this. I, I, I hope I hear him call them soft. I want to hear him call them soft. He was never shy to call them soft when you had guys like Tim Duncan, Robinson, Kawhi. Manu and Tony. If any time you're going to go to that, would it be this year? I mean, wh- why not? I mean, again, light a fire into them. If they're coming out not competitive, just call them out. Say, hey, you know, these guys play soft. I don't mind that, Rudy, at all. I don't mind it. And I would actually like that. But then again, if he does that, then it shows that this season means something to him. I have yet to see pop, quote unquote, pop this season. I mean, not saying well, he I doesn't think he care. Knows what it is what it is. I, I don't think he, I'm not saying he doesn't care, but a coach like Pop doesn't. And I hate for saying this, so don't oh, don't no. crucify me. A coach like Pop doesn't go soft, and I just haven't seen hard nosed Pop this year. At what all. if him by being hard nosed Pop is letting them sink? That's what I'm saying. I mean, in other words, that's exactly what's happening right now. If if everybody's talking tank, 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 I have yet to hear Pop say, "Oh, that's bullshit." You know, we're not. We are trying. But not only that, when he's coaching, it's just kind of like it reminds me of Rick Adelman, like just standing up, hands crossed, and looking, and like. I think what he's doing is he's giving them tough love. He's like, "We're not going to bail you out. We're not going to call timeouts. Y'all got to figure this out." You know. In but other words, close, the train wheels games. are coming off. But these are close games. These are games where you always see Pop, when that mistake is made, that fist comes up and he's bringing it down and he's pissed off because you made a turnover. The other night, Lonnie turned the ball over in the fourth quarter in a critical time. Yep. And it was just Pop, hands crossed, and like, okay. I think happens. maybe with this younger player, type of player, by him saying nothing, he's saying a lot to them. You know? I, I think they already know. Be. They already know how he is, and I, I believe that probably you know he's gonna he lay into him. We don't know what happens when they're in practice, you know, or, or when they're just watching film or what have you. You know, I'm sure he's getting upset with them. But there's no fire coming out the next game. Yeah. It's the same thing. I, I think this is a different coach pop now because the times changed. You know, and, these and, players and, aren't and responding the, to that the players anymore. Players have changed. Yeah. Think about this when when he came in to the league, he already he had Robinson. You know, um, he had Avery Johnson. He had Sean Elliott. Mm-hmm. Then he gets Tim Duncan. Then he has Manu. Then he gets a Tony. Player. Tony, he laid into him, dude. I, Big I, time. I, I mean, I wish he would do that with DeJounte. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you don't I mean, get that. Yeah, yeah. But my my point is these were seasoned young players, that's the best way I could say it. Robinson had been in the league already for years. He's won an MVP title. Um, Sean Elliott has been around. Avery Johnson was just a mirror. I mean, they called him a little general for a reason. Um, 
Then you bring in Manu and Tony, who played professionally before they came to the NBA. Then you get aggressive. You trade it for Kawhi Leonard, who became a stud for the little time that he was in San Antonio. So, you know, these were guys that maybe could take it, could take the uh, your soft. Yeah. Can, you know, can really get things going. He said something very interesting in the last game. I don't know if you caught this, uh, Rudy, where he says, you got to be careful with how you approach players. Some can take criticism, some can't. And I wonder if that was a reflection on this current squad. I think so. I mean, I look at it like this. You coached the greatest power forward in all of basketball. One of the top five, definitely top ten greatest players of all time. And you laid into him, I'm sure, for a few times out of that whole career. Tim is even like, yeah, you know, we deserve it, all that. He's even said he's laid pops laid into him. Tony Parker, another one. I know Manu got it a few times, especially during his rookie season yep. with all the turnovers that he made. Mm-hmm. But then Pop said, I, had to, I have to live with it when it comes to Manu. What makes these guys any different? I get it's a different generation, but still, if your coaching is successful your entire career, why in the hell I, I, are you changing it? I, I, I tell you this much. I, I think because it's maybe more so now than when Pop came in, a player's league. And you want yeah. a franchise that brings in players, yes, but doesn't want them to go to work. Is that does that make sense to you? Like, it does. It does. It really does. You don't want to get a reputation. No, you don't want to go to San Antonio because you know, you know Pop's <laughs> a great coach and all, but yeah, he's gonna make you work. You know, that's uh, been said. That's kind of been said. It's been whispered yeah. by a few players in the league. And it's it's always I lo- I love Pop Pop's greatest coach I I love the yeah. I love him I I would play for him any day Well why don't you sign with them No it's okay Yeah and it's because of the work ethic They don't want to put in the work I man. don't know if it's so much the work ethic as it is What are you going to do in San Antonio Oh there's that too Yeah you know I mean they say oh big market small market It doesn't really have anything to do with big market small market At the end of the day What a lot of these players are looking for is that nightlife. You know, what are they going to do and, and, outside and, and, and of basketball? And expanding their brand, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and not to say that they might not still have those opportunities. You know, big labels, you know, might still come calling, you know. But with the biggest label a, right now, San Antonio is New Balance because of DeJounte. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But I'm saying at the end of the day, it's it, it's life outside of basketball. While San Antonio is a great city to live in, it's also, it, it yeah. calls to a certain type yeah. of person somebody that, who's maybe having a family that, that's why you know? Kel- kelton thrives because he's country you yeah. know there you go and it's a quiet city let's Brand, put it like that Brand is a single dad it's a know? quiet big city it's a it's a big city with the small city mentality yep you know and that's the i think that's one of the biggest problems that we have here with san antonio and trent and trying to attract players is what are they going to do outside of the basketball? You know, they want to go well, they, out, they, they hang can, out with their buddies. They can come visit you, Joe, at your awesome studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did they do? Look yeah. at what happened with the Spurs, the, the younger the younger uh, players. What did they wind up doing? They went to Austin. Think about this, too. Look at what Kelton did recently. He ditched the local sports management uh, FSM for Clutch. That tells you a lot. Yeah. That tells you a lot where his mind is at. Yeah. He wants bigger opportunities. No knock on FSM. You know, but clutch is clutch. You know, yeah, they they're they're big boys. They got the star power. They man. got the star power, and 
you look at um, Josh Primo. If he does pan out, you know, what if he, you know, he's already signed with Team Nike. He's with Team Nike. Story I broke on uh, Ken's5SanAntonio.com. Make sure to go there right now. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but you, it, it's just so much a player's league now, Joe, that you got, you got teams that have to cater to these these players. They really do. And San Antonio, it's, it has a, the championship allure is gone now. You, can you really look at the roster and uh, let's just pretend that Anthony Davis is a free agent. He's like, I want to go play with Derek White. I want to go play with, yeah, maybe DeJounte. I give him that. But I want to go play with Trey Jones. I want to play with Devin Vassell. Yeah. In San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening, man. But it, back in and the day. even when they had Tim Duncan and Manu and Tony. They still couldn't attract they anybody. They still couldn't attract anybody. They still attracted some players. You but know, it but wasn't, he wasn't like. Dick you Jefferson? No, that's oh, terrible, man. God. Come on. No. They that was the worst trade Kurt in Spurs Thomas? history. They, they attracted they attracted guys at the end of their career, like Tracy McGrady, Kurt Thomas, yeah. you know, Robert Ory, those guys. Or they attracted the hot free agent of the previous year that naturally sucked. Remember that, remember that one year? Well, I forgot the player's name. They made a big how to do about it. I keep on saying Dick Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy easier. was horrible. Yeah. It's easier. <laughs> I, it was um, Richard's too long. <laughs> I forgot what year it was. It might have. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember that they went after a big name free agent, Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson. I they rolled out the we, the red carpet for Derek I Anderson. That. They yeah, had yeah, the yes. mariachis at the airport. They had everybody come out and. You know, I think he was in front of the Alamo, too. And they introduced yeah. him. He came up on the stage and everybody was, ah, Derek Anderson. But Derek Anderson was balling here. He and sure if was. not for Jawan Howard. Yeah, ending this, yeah. Yeah, that guy would have been But it wasn't just Jawan Howard. What happened is that Spurs just didn't want to pay. We lost him in free agency to the Portland Trailblazers. And what happened to the kid after that? He disappeared. He disappeared <laughs> into nothing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you look, it's kind of like that what if scenario. If they did retain Derek Anderson, I don't think Mono Ginobili happens. Was that something like that? Like, no, he still does. I don't think he comes as quick as he did. Yeah. If he does, he doesn't get the probably the minutes that he could have been. But Tony Parker probably doesn't happen at that time. I don't think Tony does, but. Derek Anderson, it's one of those what-ifs. I mean, like you said, it's a what-if moment. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, the same thing happens, you know, for the Tim Duncan era. I've always said it. If here Robinson doesn't get hurt, we don't have Tim. So what if Robinson doesn't get hurt? Timmy's in a Boston uniform. Yeah, yeah. but Derek Anderson and that Jawan Howard thing, incident, the dislocated shoulder incident, yeah. did give us a really cool nickname for Jawan Howard. Howard the Coward. Remember the signs? Ooh, I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah, dude. Rudy uh, remembers the fans in the stands with the... Man, I, I remember all the way back when uh, the baseline bumps through the guacamole on Larry Brown. <laughs> so I remember a lot of the stuff. I still remember when the baseline bumps, <laughs> and not only them, but the coaches and everybody else that was there over there at the Hemisphere Arena could actually smoke in yeah. the arena. He's already smoking in the arena. Yeah. I remember yeah. the arena being cloudy yep. before it got two, two levels. <laughs> Those it were was, the days, Jeff. Those were the days. Secondhand smoke as a kid. <laughs> I remember the ramps you had to go up, to, yeah, up through to get I to your the seat. Ramps. Sitting the with the pigeons, Jeff. Yeah. Obstructed view. 
I remember the draft day parties they had there at the Hemisphere Arena. Mm-hmm. You know, we they would just, yeah, just invite you f- for free. The one time, the first time we saw Jordan, my mom got tickets, oh, and I it was it was the infamous yeah. pillar. The pillar oh, blocked yeah, the pillar, our view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't know about the pillar. The pillar blocked my view. If like, you were lucky enough, God. they had some of the obstructed obstructed views had TVs. Yeah, on they them. did. Yep. Yeah, so small, yeah, but even then, they were tiny. They were yeah, tiny. They were, yeah, you couldn't see yeah. it. <laughs> oh my! But God. you're always trying to look around the pillar to see what's going on with exactly. the court. Exactly, your neck got to work out that night. It was yeah. left, right. No, left, it's just right. like uh, was it George Lopez? Did you see him? Did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember entering Hemisphere via Commerce Street, the Commerce Street side. Yeah. And back then, kids, the fan shop used to be on Commerce. Yeah. It was on the corner right next to Landry's. Landry's. Yeah. And um, yeah, you would you would cut across. You would go through the Hemisphere Arena. I mean, through the lobby, there would be a, a guy selling programs right before you went in. The ticket booth was on the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you enter, and then you just see ramps. Yeah. Crisscrossing. They would sell you the programs, and then after the game, they would sell you the newspaper. Remember that? Yep. They had the newspapers already made. What do you mean? Oh, like ready for print? Yeah, ready for print. Yeah, they were ready to go. And it's either you had the Express News or the San Antonio Light. Light. Yep. 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 But, you know, circling back to this year's team, Joe. You, you like I said earlier, you could just put this on repeat. The show on repeat, oh, yeah. it's gonna copy be the same paste, thing. Copy, copy paste, paste, copy paste. That's what they are. I mean, I, I barring some sort of big trade, you know, where they bring in somebody, that ain't gonna happen. You know, but other than that, that's what you're gonna see. They're gonna win one. They're gonna lose three. They might win two in a row. They're gonna lose four in a row. They're winning. They're losing five in a row right now. They may even win tonight or tomorrow whenever you put the show up against Atlanta. But yeah, that's just what is going to be up and down, up and down, more downs than ups. Well, it doesn't get any easier for them because after Atlanta, they have the Celtics, yep. they have the Wizards, they have the Trailblazers, the Warriors are up. they have the Warriors, and then they play the Suns again. Fun times. But this is what a rebuild looks like, kids. This is what it looks like. Um, you got a bunch of players with promise. You got. Hey, look, if you want to look at the other bright spots is. The the team has options, and here's what I mean by that. If Dejounte just continues to flourish and Vassell continues to flourish, Rudy, would you be opposed to trading them? No, I I feel no person on this roster. <laughs> I, knew, is, I knew he was going to say that already. It's a business. Nobody's untouchable. It's a business. Calder untouchable. At this point, if you're going to give price, me, he has a big price tag though. Okay, so if you're going to come with me and say you're getting X player, but you're also getting Picks. a first-round pick yeah. this year and a first-round pick a couple of years later. Oh, you're down. I mean, yeah, you're down. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. You have to. It's either keep the same squad and keep the mediocre right. times. Here's it. Primo, is he, he's untouchable? Can't say that right now. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, he's incomplete for me. I mean, if, you, if you're if you Portland and you say, I want Primo and I'm going to give you Lillard in a first. Okay. Well, now we're Do you want to win now? Yeah. I mean, okay. But if you don't, like, okay, I can understand. I can understand you passing it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you got a guy that, if a team that's desperate. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. You have options. So if these guys pan out, well, guess what? Maybe you have some cash uh, or some cachet at the trade deadline to flip. Mm-hmm. If they... Um, Continue their 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 flourishing, you know, like you've seen out of Vassell and, and Primo and the G League and and Dejounte and maybe Derek White gets uh, back in groove of things. The Pirtles playing very well right now. Do you flip them in the offseason? Move up in that trade? Move up in the draft? Excuse me. That's the thing. This team has options to get better sooner. 
I wish they pulled the plug after Kawhi left. That would have been the perfect time to start the rebuild. Mm-hmm. You just lost a generational player. Yeah. And now, you, now you're trying to fix the car. Yeah, well, you look know, at what we had LMA before. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, and look, a lot of people didn't appreciate DeMar DeRozan. But you see what DeMar DeRozan can do when you surround him with the right type of personnel. That's the thing. He did the exact same thing in San Antonio. Remember, he had a string of 30-plus games yeah. as a spur. I think it was in his first year as a spur. Yeah. And you didn't see the, the national media giving that type of attention. No, yeah, but you look and see what he's doing now, now with, with the Bulls. He's doing with a winning yeah. team and in a bigger market and with players that are electric around him. Yeah, you're going to get more I shine. mean, him and Levine have been great, dude. And Ball, too. Yeah. Caruso out there? Yeah, yeah. Alex Caruso's yeah. up there. Yeah, he's 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 doing a good. Vucevic is out there. That yeah. Chicago team's nice. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a yeah, solid it's a team. It's a really good team in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you go with Ball, I mean, DeJounte and Ball are probably not much different. Statistically, yeah. I mean, but then DeMar, but yeah. DeMar, I mean, they're they're pretty much the same player. I mean, ball's pretty much all around. Same thing with DeJounte. DeMar in San Antonio, I go back to it. it it's system. I, I, I'm trying to figure out the system. Would Let me ask you guys this. And again, I'm not pushing the guy out. I'm, I hate for Spurs Twitter to come after me because, oh, they will, no matter what I mean, hell, today was uh, Attack Media Day. But we'll... Uh, if Pop, when he retires, I mean, is this a whole new team? Is the identity different? Well, it's going to be different because whoever they bring in, whether that's inside the family or outside the family, whoever the next coach is. It's going to be like this. Are you going to attract players? We don't know that. But I think initially what's going to happen is anytime you get new leadership, the team will respond to it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And they might be energized in the beginning. But then they'll wane, you know, and they'll slowly start on the decline because they still got to get used to said system because you don't know what's going to change, per se. You know, what are they actually going to wind up doing as far as the offense, the defense? Mm -hmm. And, you know, coaches wanting to run things their specific way, you know, it's going to be a change. Nonetheless, is it going to be a positive change i would i would like to think so you know just because you would hope i think so. yeah because i would think coach pop would want the team to be successful regardless of what he decides to do when he decides to call it quits and he's not going to go you away know? he's still what vp yeah he'll still I mean, be around he's still going to be a part of the organization i just the the biggest question is identity what's the identity i i can't you know, Jeff mentioned they the, don't have one right the, now. Jeff mentioned defensive presence. The defense is the yeah. closest they have to an identity. The closest they have outside of that, what do you want to win? Do you want to lose? And what is funny is that a lot of us already knew that this season sucked before it even started. We knew yeah, that Vegas for a fact. Huh? Yeah, Vegas. Vegas everybody else, you don't ever bet against Vegas, but then you've got the fans so excited. Why are they excited? I mean, this is why they're excited. Because the front office, the players, everything, again, not to their own fault. But they basically said, this is a Lamborghini, but open the hood. There's no engine. And open the inside of the car. There's no stereo. There's no steering wheel. You you were talking about Lonzo Ball and DeJounte earlier. Uh Um, You got Lonzo Ball so far, 12 points per game. Uh, 5.2 assists and 4.4 rebounds, while DJ, 18.1 points per game, 8.3 uh, assists and 8.0 rebounds. So he's slightly better. Yeah. He's slightly. 
But um, that just goes back to the makeup, though. Alonzo Ball is not going to have that many touches because Demar is there. Yeah. And Vucevic is there. And, and Levine is there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to put that, keep that in consideration. But I, I, I just, I just, you just got to hang in there, Spurs fans. That's it. I mean, there's nothing more to it. That's it. This is a rebuild. Uh, I hope they get aggressive, Joe. I would love to see them get aggressive in the draft. You know, if what would make you feel comfortable, Joe, if they fall top three, would you want to move up to maybe get number one or number two? If they fall top five, move up to number three. Like, I hope they're in the top five. In the top five, you got some talent you can is, work is with. Is it true that this draft coming up is deeper than the one we just saw? I don't know. No. I'd have to talk with uh, Benjamin yeah, Bornstein. Yeah, but yeah. It, from what he not, has told me, yeah. if you don't have a top five pick, yeah, it's a gamble. It. Wow. And, yeah. and if that if that's the case and you go ahead and let's say you stand pad and you win 15, 16 games, you're at six, maybe seven, you know, you might want to consider trading down and oh, seeing yeah, what you can more, get. Pick yeah, more, yeah, pick up more assets. This is the 97 draft over again where Timmy's the prize, you know, and then you had guys like Keith Van Horn, Chauncey yeah. Billups, you know. When Ron oh, Mercer God. was probably the <laughs> fifth highest player on this draft. Warmer spur, Ron Mercer. Yeah. And, you know, you've got guys this year, uh, Banchero, you've got Chet Holmgren, Jalen Duran. you got a few guys out there that are going to be difference makers, but you've only got a couple that are going to be franchise-changing players. Yeah. And that'll be Banchero and uh, Chet Holmgren, who actually I'm watching right now, thanks to uh, the TV that Joe has. So um, I got you covered. Yeah. Really. Uh, but you know, this draft is not super deep, not like last year. It's going to have players that are going to be utility players that it's going to be, they're going to be serviceable. But again, like I mentioned earlier, number one picks do not always work out all the time. So if you're in the top three, you're fine in this draft. Top five, you're good. Anything outside of that, it's a major, major gamble. I almost would say trade out half the time. You look at, look at what the Rockets did. You know, the Rockets, they won the draft. They were one of the better teams yeah. in this, you know, in the in the previous season's draft. Because what they were able to do is they were able to fill positions by trading down. You know, the Knicks, that was out there. They made it known to everybody. Hey, we want to make it, you know, we would like to swap positions with you guys. Spurs could have done that and got, mm-hmm. you know, more assets. But at the end of the day, they decided to stand pat and... Go after Primo, you know, which but we don't know if it was bad. We yeah. don't know if it was we bad or good yet. We don't know, but that's a, their that was their decision, you know. But you look at what other teams do, and I'm saying that sometimes you just got to gamble, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what the draft is. It's a gamble, but you know, a lot of the times I think the Spurs yeah. play it too safe, you know, and that is yeah. is gonna cost you in the long run because what's going to happen is you're going to stay a losing team. For a lot longer. And what's going to happen with that, Rudy? It's going to hit them where it hurts. Because eventually what's going to happen, fans are going to stop going to the games. It's already happening now. I even saw an ad, so to speak. I think it was during the Spurs game. And they had something fly across the ticker. And they're like, Spurs tickets are available at a huge discount right before tip-off. If you'd like to purchase these, call this number or look in the app. What does that tell you? Fans aren't filling the stands. Yeah. They're trying to give, you know, basically say, hey, we want you to come to the game. We can give you really cheap tickets, you know, and you're going to get good seats right as, as the tip off is already starting. Yeah. Going back to the draft, though, look, look at some of the, the, the big name players right now. Um, 
Devin Booker. He wasn't a number one pick. He was mm-hmm. even a top five pick. Yeah. Giannis. He was what, 12, 13? Yeah. He was in the teens. Yeah. Uh, Aiton, number one overall pick, but not the player like Giannis or Booker. Yeah. Um, the list goes on and on. Like, yeah, Rudy, you're right. You know, just because you get the number one pick doesn't necessarily mean you got your transition, your trans generational player. Yeah. So the Spurs, fortunately for them, their track record for the most part is okay in the draft. You know, they had some whiffs. James Anderson, remember that name? <laughs> Oklahoma State. Pride of Oklahoma State there. <laughs> yeah, James Anderson. You can call Luca, Luca Simonic, but again, you know. Yeah, Luca. <sighs> These guys that are drafted, they don't fit your system. Umwe Blob, did he get drafted or was Uwe he a trade? Blob? No, yeah. I think he was a free agent signing. Yeah, you got me on that one. Yes. Uwe Blob and Zarko Paspai back in the oh, day. Oh, man, what a name. Yeah, those guys was were Zarko brought Was Zarko a free agent pickup? Yeah, I think it was an international yeah. okay. free agent pickup. Yeah, he was quite time. the smoker, too. That was actually the year I think they drafted Willie Anderson. So, yeah, those guys were free agent pickups, I believe. Yeah, I think that was... Think we we laugh at Danny Green for partying. Willie was a partier too. Oh Danny. man, <laughs> yeah, he was always. You don't want to get into the the, oh, the parties God. back in the eighties, man. Uh, hey, eighties and ninety players were a different different kind <laughs> of player. Uh, they partied and they got arrested. Mm-hmm. Shout out Alvin Robertson and Willie Anderson and those guys. Willie Anderson. Oh, let's not forget David Wingate. Oh God, I remember. We won't he, had a, he, had a, he had a good run in that Portland series. I remember he uh, stepped up a bit. He also had a good run in with the law, then, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> Rock and Rod Strickland. That's, I mean, <laughs> we, the list goes on and on with those guys. <laughs> well, Joe, what yeah, do we got to say? That's about it, man. It's going to be a long, long season. Brace yourselves. And, you know, maybe you want to keep a bottle near you. <laughs> you have a fridge full of beer over there. I wonder why, Joe. I do. Well, you know why. <laughs> I had a bottle of liquor, but I drank that. I drank my whiskey. I I need to open mine, but I'm I'm hesitant to. I haven't drank since February, and that's killing me. Uh, yeah, killing I, me. I missed Rudy's drunk uh, social media post. <laughs> they were of legend. Well, damn radio has kind of put a halt to a lot of that, too. Yeah, you so. like your job, so you want to keep it. I, I, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I do. But Rudy was... It was it was gold. He would go live when he had already had a little too much to drink. Hey now. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I did recently get contacted by an old guy, a guy that used to yeah. listen to Radar Podcast, asking if I would bring that style to radio. And I said, I cannot do it. You could and on Sirius XM? Well, no. He actually said that he uh, his brother works for Sirius XM. Yeah. So he said, if I can get you the contact, which I'm like, Satellite radio? Sounds good to you. F-words and S-words, every other word. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. You would thrive in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be fun. I'd want to be on this show. Jeff would be a friend of mine from like way long distance because I I don't don't think Jeff would want to be on this show. (laughs) It's going to get wild, dude. No, 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 no. (laughs) Wild. You don't want to be in this hot seat. Let's put it like that. Oh, God, no. Let's not bring that up. (laughs) This is a family show. This is a family show. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and bring this show to an end. But me and Jeff were uh, privy to go ahead and check out the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. Uh, that was the first over thing the I did weekend, when I got back home. Friday. I went to go see the movies with you. Yeah, I, I went to invited the movies him. with you. <laughs> I invited him. I said, hey, man, one of my buddies. Shout out to you, Teddy. Uh, Ted Kalunga. You know, he went ahead and rented the theater. We had He had a private showing. So I invited Jeff. We went out there and we were checking it out. And then afterwards, me and Jeff kind of looked at each other and we're like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's put it like this. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. It was okay. It's all right. You know, it was okay. And was it mm. fun? Yeah, absolutely. It had its moments. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It just didn't leave you going, wow, man, yeah. that was a movie. Yeah. You know, like, what did I just see? I need a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, eh, it was a movie. It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. It was I mean, would, would would Jeff watch it again if yeah. he had to pay for it? Probably not. Before Star Wars, you would. Oh. I probably would see it Star Wars, sure. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, it was okay. And then people, you, the thing is, when you have franchises like Ghostbusters, it's kind of like Star Wars and some of these other franchises, even like Dune and some of these other ones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know. Uh, with Harrison Ford, you know, people treat some of these movies like a religion. Mm-hmm. To them, it's Bible. You know, you you can put out a movie and it can be horrible, but to the diehard fans, it's always great. And, and that's the thing with with what Hollywood has been doing lately. When they do reboots, they borrow too much from the original source material to not really move the franchise forward. It, it's kind of like copy and paste, copy and paste. Let's use as much of the original movie as possible mm-hmm. and put it in this reboot. And, and it really doesn't feel like it's going in the right direction. It's kind of just the same old, same old, same old. Yeah. It's an enjoyable ride. Nostalgia factor is at an all-time high. But at the end of the day, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same formula, same routine. And that's all it really was. I'm it, watching it, it Basically, week, for the most part, if you saw the 84 movie, you saw this Yeah, movie. you saw this You saw one. this movie. And if uh, you like the 84 movie, you're going to like this one. Yeah. It's, it's more for my daughter. Yeah. I'm gonna, she's going to be the first time she's watched. She's never seen the original, so I'll let her see this one first. But I, I think actually, the original was a little raunchy for a kid, man. And I saw it. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I saw it at Century South, Jeff. Well, well, even in this movie, and this is not a spoiler, everybody. This is not <laughs> a spoiler. Um, when uh, Zool possesses the lady. Yeah. <laughs> there's a cringy moment there. Like, she was hitting on the wrong age group. Yeah. yeah that dude. was a little too much. Yeah. I thought that that was just not right. They just there. crossed the line, really. They crossed the line. Crossed the streams. Like, Whoa, they went there. <laughs> Crossing the streams, I guess. But, um, dude, I, real quick, I, I spent all day working and I was able to watch the entire Blade series again, all three movies. And I, I had to take a step back and realize that. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I did back then. Yeah. Blade 1, Blade 2, and then Blade Trinity. I saw all three of them. And I thought, I got a new love for that that whole series again. I actually enjoyed them the second. Well, First one was great. Second one was okay. Third one kind of lost me. But again, going back and looking at them, you're like, okay, you appreciate them for what they are. Yeah, a little bit more than I did at the time. But yeah, yeah, I was like. This was pre-MCU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pre yeah, MCU. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just started watching the final season of uh, Master Universe Revelations. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. Nice. Can this is again not a spoiler? I don't care because I see it anyway. People spoil movies all, all the time. All right. Fine. So. Then, then cover yours, everybody. Skelly gets down if, with Evil Lynn, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they show it. Wow. So it's straight that Japanese anime type thing, basically. <laughs> Because in, da- in that, they do show a lot. No, no, not like that. Fist of the North Star was like 
Whoa, when I first saw no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> Rudy wore out the tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skelly, Skelly worked It magic. would get a little snowy in that scene. <laughs> oh, Skelly, yeah, but, but overall, I mean, so far, I mean, I've, I've liked the first few episodes. They're, they're really, really good. Um, we I like the fact you see more of Mark Hamill this time. Yeah. His voice more. Oh, yeah. His voiceovers are great. A lot more of him in it. And just, di- again, different concepts. Uh, that we you never you never got to see as a kid. Like, is it really the power of Gray School that's powering Adam, or is it something else? You know, you, they reveal that. Um, nice. Just what is the power of Gray School? Like, what physically? What is it? They show you what it is. Um, you, you get your little cameos here and there. Um, uh, the clamp guy he shows up. Uh, there's a a lot of nods to the um, Frank Langella. Delph Lundgren movie. Oh yeah, there's, there's plenty of nods to that. There's one big nod. I'm not gonna give it away, and, and but yeah, it, it's well worth the uh, watch. And uh, I kind of like it. what they've done with this uh, He-Man series. You know, really, really, it, it's well. I, I harken back to the the, the, yeah. the the first episode. Again, going back to Skeletor. Yeah, he has no chill. You'll find out why, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with him in Evil Land. This is just him. Just not giving an F. And you'll see what I mean. Yeah, well, it's about time. You all ready for Hawkeye tomorrow? I'm ready. I'm going to oh, probably man. stay up late. I think it's going to premiere at 2 Midnight. or 3. Oh, I ain't going to yeah. do that. Have fun, Joe. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch it while you're oh, drinking. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to get to bed. I got to edit somebody's Lockdown Spurs after this episode. <laughs> it's still in the can. I started before I came out here. There you go. <laughs> By the way, get ready, Rudy. They're going to come after you tomorrow. I hope or so. today, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. If it's not burner accounts, it's real accounts, I'm already used to it. It doesn't bother me anymore. Because apparently... I never disagree with guest, but one <laughs> guest came out. One guest came out and said, "Like Jeff will disagree with you in a professional way, or in the way that after you're done with the call, like, hey, wait a minute, like it hits you, like, whoa, wait, 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 I just got called out, delayed one, delayed one, yeah, but maybe we should have another, you know, in studio session of two shots, and we'll bring on some guests that I'm sure you might not agree with." You want to go down that route? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you we'll might not put you not on like the hot that. seat. You might not like that. Got to stir the pot up a little bit. But all right, let's go ahead and bring the show to an end. So as we go ahead and bring it to an end, uh, Rudy, where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Sweep the League. I've got a Sweep the League radio every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on 930 a.m. The Answer. Myself, Derek Gervin. Gervin sounds familiar. It is. It's George Gervin's brother. Also, uh, Shamaya Reed. Well, doing a lot of fun talking nba utsa everything sports related as well as we play games as well joe's have kind of been down that road with us so oh yeah we just have a lot of fun on sweep the league so it's every sunday night 7 to 9 p.m on 9 30 a.m the answer make sure to go and check it out and follow rudy jeff where can they follow you on social media yeah. and come after you <laughs> yesterday they did i was just sitting there minding my business saying i know like and you don't do this and you do this and you 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 only bring these people in and you never do this and you never call out the team i'm like <laughs> Did you not what I said? Maybe that that person just wants you to invite them on Lowe's. That's probably what it is. But (laughs) that ain't the way to do it. But anyway, speaking of Lockdown Spurs, uh, make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Smart speaker, just tell it to play Lockdown Spurs. The the one that you're listening to right now, more than likely, is the one with Rudy Campos. We try to tackle the positives of this season, at least through a few games under their team's collective belt. And uh, yeah, kens5.com slash Spurs. Check it out there. I am the new beat writer for the station. 
Um, got a lot of stuff coming out, whether it be game previews, uh, what the team said after games, or in this case, losses for San Antonio. And a lot of features on Josh Primo recently came out from Primo himself to what his teammates have to say about him, even with, with Coach Petar Bajic. That took me a long time to Man. figure out. Petar Bajic <laughs> had to say about times. having young Josh Primo on the Austin squad on a lot, lot, lot more. So check it out. And again, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Zone. Hey, if we can spell Batarsik or whatever, Jeff is buying the shots, Rudy. What? Oh, <laughs> Six months ago, I definitely would have been able to spell it, you know, hands down. Now I'm like, uh, I don't want to spell it right because I can't take Batarsik. shots anymore. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, it's like P-E-T-A-R-B-O-Z-O-I-C, something like that. Yeah, there you go. He and Jeff don't even know. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a typical this Spurs is, this player. This is me. This is me during the, the conference calls with him. Hey, coach. <laughs> hey coach all right that. well on that note we're gonna go to bring the show to an end so for rudy campos jr and jeff garcia i'm joe garcia thank you guys for listening to another episode of the two shots podcast and like we always say spread the love stop the hate be kind we're out peace peace